Greetings, youth workers. Paul Turner here from thediscipleproject.net as your host today, as I usually am. And I want to thank you. If you're brand spanking new here to the podcast, thanks for joining me today. Uh, Today is going to be a great opportunity. If you've uh, been down a little bit or if you just need a good laugh, this is that episode. This is the episode that you might find yourself just laughing out loud because this uh, episode, uh, and I don't know how long, why it's taken me so long to get to this episode of, of talking about farts, uh, but um, you know we, we talk about it in youth ministry all the time, especially during camp in the boys' cabin. Uh, but for the most part, uh, that, that becomes a topic of, uh, of laughter and uh, uh, joy sometimes, and that's what we want to talk about today. My, my uh, guest today is Steve Case, and he is the author of Great Moments. In biblical flagellance, and uh, it is a, and basically he calls it a meme book, a book of memes, if you will, and uh, it focuses on uh, the of the gaseous nature and uh, very very funny stuff, very very funny stuff. But before we get into the interview with Steve today, I want to talk to you a little bit about changing the perception of the role of youth workers in your church. Uh, and if you are the youth pastor, you know, you may or may not have uh, people who perceive you differently. There's, and this has been ongoing in, you know, culture in the church culture, as far as how uh, adults and others in the congregation uh, look at youth pastors. Sometimes they are considered uh, to be uh, maybe a little sloppily dressed or maybe dressed too much like the youth or listen to too much youth music or whatever that perception may be. But I know there's other types of perceptions uh, that I know that every youth worker can work with. And that is things like, well, you know, the, the youth pastor is always late or the youth pastor doesn't do well with time management or the youth pastor seems to always be disorganized. And I think I can help with that last one. I, I don't know if I can help you with your, your outfits or your music, but I, I know I can help you with being more organized and getting ahead right now in 2020. Uh, I have just published my new uh, My Youth Ministry playbook. Some of you purchased uh, the 2019 last year, and I want to thank you for that. The new 2020 playbook is out, and it is jam-packed full of calendars, uh, for 2020, it's got a monthly to-do list in there for each month. Uh, it has questions you should be asking underneath that month to kind of get your brain uh, maybe a few months ahead so you could do some planning for those months. Uh, it has articles in there. It has worksheets uh, to go with those articles. It has adult leader evaluation sheets. It has student leader evaluation. It's got all kinds of things in there that is going to help you organize and stay organized for your ministry for 2020. So if you're looking to change the perception, at least one of them, that you are uh, disorganized or do not have a plan, may I encourage you to check out my Youth Ministry Playbook 2020. I'll put a link down in the description below. You can get it in three different ways. You can get just the PDF. You can get the physical copy of the book. Or you can buy a five-pack of uh, playbooks so that you can work as a team if you want, that when you have your meetings, you can do your calendars and so forth. So you can get those three different ways, and no matter which package you get as a bonus, I am throwing in 2019s. If you did not get 2019, I'm going to throw in the PDF of 2019 so that you can have some of the forms uh, and the access to the sheets and the uh, articles and all those kind of good things that were in the previous one that are not in this one. It's not a rehash of last 
last year. This is all brand new material. So I want to encourage you to pick that up. Now, we're going to jump into this interview with Steve uh, Case and uh, just get to it and just be prepared. Listen, this is, this is about farts and fart jokes and things of that nature, uh, but it does get a little bit theological, so hang around for that and work your way through it. And by, you know, listen, just hang around and have a good laugh for today, okay? Let's go and join the conversation. All right, joining me today on the Youth Ministry Emotion Podcast, I want to welcome my guest, Steve Case. Welcome, Steve. Well, well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, and for those that don't know, uh, Steve has written a lot of youth ministry books. Uh, he's been working with uh, youth ministry for about 30 years. And one of my favorite books uh, I'll bring up here that I use with Steve's was the Book of Uncommon Prayer, uh, which, was a, uh, which was a great resource. Thank you. It, it was a great resource. I enjoyed using it with, uh, with my students. And uh, today we're going to be talking about all kinds of things. We're going to talk about humor. We're going to talk about satire. Uh, we're going to talk about all these things because there seems to be a, uh, Steve, you might agree, a lack, maybe a lack of laughter or joy or the inability maybe to laugh or enjoy oneself uh, in this yeah. thing we call life here. Um, you know, why is it that, you know, uh, that there is so much lack of of funny today, you think that, that especially within the church, by the way, that uh, yeah, like one of the biggest oxymorons is listening to a church congregation sing "Joy to the World." You know, <laughs> it, 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 it comes off as uh, 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 no, face up, sing with some joy in your heart. You know, I think there is a tendency. Uh, in the church sometimes to believe that suffering is its own reward. You know, that, that I, I, like, like you said, I've, I've been doing this 30 years and every single youth pastor I've ever come across has at some point heard some variation on quit laughing you're in church <laughs> as, as if that was, why, why, why do I have to, you know, why do I have to be sad so that I can be in church? I don't understand the, the lack of joy and laughter when God is the author of joy, you know, yeah. the joy of the Lord is my strength. You can pull out a dozen verses. Yeah, but, but I, yeah, but, yeah, but I think that what, and what you hear from Congress, I think it's the, the nature of seriousness, right? And I mean, there's like, Hey, look, we're in church. You can have fun as long as it's serious fun. <laughs> yes, as long as it is committee-approved fun, which will not offend anybody and, you know, makes no sense. It's like, it's like regular humor, but not funny, you know. But this book that we're about to talk about here, Great Moments in Biblical Flatulence, which I just love saying, by the way. I, I just love, I, I love saying it. Uh, because it's it is funny, and this is of the of the eighty nine episodes that I've done of this podcast. I don't think I've talked about gas or farts or any of those things, which do tend to be a part of the youth ministry experience. Oh, um, absolutely. Uh, and this is not your first book, by the way, on inappropriate no. humor. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. So I, go ahead. Well, I know. I just I'm I'm just trying to. To think the the idea of, of Jesus and the twelve, you had thirteen guys who walked around together for three years. You can't tell me that not once did a contest break out. <laughs> at, at, at some point, you know, you had thirteen guys together 
something's going to break out, and then they're gonna, the next one's going to try to top it, you know? Bartholomew, did you fart before the Lord? <laughs> well, I didn't know it was his turn. Let's go move on then to the fact, Steve, that why do we need inappropriate, why do we need inappropriate uh, humor? Especially, now, once again, this is focused on biblical and, and church and those things, but why do we, why do we need inappropriate uh, humor these days, do you think? Because, because we're, we're, we're so suffocated by seriousness. Uh, uh, I've, I've told people faith, some people wear their faith like a t-shirt that's too tight and other people wear their faith like a pair of bunny slippers. You know, it's why it shouldn't be constricting. It shouldn't be suffocating. You need that release in order to, to continue existing, especially youth pastors, because we're dealing with the, the crowd that nobody else wants to deal with. Yes. <laughs> the scary ones who sit over in the corner and they make rude noises and they pass notes and they say words like suck. Yes. You know? yes <laughs> oh, that's inappropriate. Well, yes, it is. But you know what? It's ministry. Well, it is. And those, those I think, too, that, um, you know, those who say that, I don't think had, had a, ha, haven't had a good laugh in a while, probably. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's would, true. Would be, my, would be my estimate of that. The, and the book here, the, the, the book here, the, and all your books, actually, the, the, uh, the, your, your, you call them meme books, right? Is that what you call yes. them? Yes. They're, they're essentially books of, of memes, church memes with fart jokes, or, or just other jokes, the it actually started, I was doing a, it was a lesson for my youth where I, I love this artist. His name's Gustav Dore. Mm-hmm. And they're ancient, you know, beautiful wood carving type, wood carving print pictures. And some of them were just gory as all get out where, you know, it's, it's David versus Goliath. But the, the scene he chose to use was David holding Goliath's head up in the air like a trophy, you know, which... I, I loved, you know, and see, I got that one. Here we go. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I, I noticed that. That was the one. That's the, I can see your house from here is, yes, that's is, the, is, the, is the title on that with the big that's head. That's the second book. The first one is Funniest Guy in the Room, which was just a, a book of Jesus telling dad jokes. <laughs> And, and and which is ironic in itself, and and then the, the third the third one is the book of flatulence, and hopefully before the end of the year there'll be the fourth and hopefully final book, and uh, that one's going to be co- I don't have the cover here that that one's going to be called Scott and Jesus, the lost comedy duo of the scriptures. <laughs> well, which is, don't say it's going to be the last. I mean, we we, uh, we might need more of them. Well, as long as people buy them, they'll be they'll, not there'll be more. Okay, well, let's go. We're gonna we're, we're listen. So those that are listening here, you heard it right here. If you want more yes. inappropriate humor, you need to go and buy the book. And we're gonna put a link down in the description below. So you go ahead and, and make sure that happens. But God bless um, you, sir. So so what then? Because the times in which we live, and you talk about being serious and those things. That I even remember there was an article recently, I believe, where. Uh, uh, the Babylon Bee, which is a satirical, yes, uh, love the Babylon Bee, article uh, news, if you want to call it that, was kind of caught in fire in the sense that basically these satirical sites, these satirical, even whoever it's from, is causing confusion. Yes, <laughs> because people are either saying that it's like, oh, that's really happening, or uh, you know those types of things, but even so. 
with that because of things like satire. But back in our day, there was a little thing called the Wittenberg Door. Absolutely. And yes. that was a magazine, right, which eventually became The Door, which was filled with all kinds of inappropriate, inappropriate humor. Yes. Inappropriate humor. This is, in other words, the Babylon Bee is just another version to some degree of the door, the Wittenberg door and those things. But when we see these things, how, how do you differentiate maybe or, or between parody, satire, uh, and what some people, uh, you talked about a woman who said, because you wrote this book that you're probably going to hell. Yeah, well, she used damnation. I, my, uh, first review I ever had of a book that, that condemned me to damnation. That was, that was kind of fun, you know. <laughs> you framed that one? Oh, no, but I, I saved it forever. It's, it's, it's definitely it's going to be there forever. Uh, because I imagine what she was thinking was that it was that word sacrilegious, that it's yes. sacrilegious to do those things. So, so in yes. the times in which we live then, could you help me differentiate maybe your audience too? Because I, I think some people wonder, is it okay to laugh? Or is this offensive? Or is this – and everybody's got taste, right? Everybody's got their own yes. thing. So how would Everybody. you then parse out – Parody, satire, and sacrilege, or or whatever you want to call that element, yeah. in when you view something, whether it's your book or Babylon Bee or something else, how do we know when it's appropriate to to laugh at something, and when is it appropriate to go? Ah, I don't know. Well, every, everybody has their own their own line uh, on this one. I mean, parody. You know, you can watch Bugs Bunny doing. What's opera, Doc, or the Barber of Seville? That's a parody of, of opera. Uh, you get into into satire. That's Monty Python doing Life of Brian, right? Where yeah. satire is humor with a point. Like I'm going to make you laugh, but I'm going to make a point about it. There's a, a beautiful scene in the movie Life of Brian where Brian has been mistaken for a messiah, yes. and he yelling to the crowds and he says you are all individuals and in unison they chant back yes we are all individuals yeah. and you know and you have the, the the pharisees in in that movie who are pointing and saying you will not say that and you cannot say jehovah and you cannot say and, and it's these finger pointing yes. with you know and and now these people still exist. They sit in the back row of your congregation and go, oh, look at those teenagers. Look what they're doing. Oh, my God, Mario, can you believe what they've done? You know, and, and, and then I think sacrilege is the point where, and, and again, I think everybody has their own line over what's sacrilegious and, and, and what isn't. But, you know, once you cross that line, then people are use the term sacrilegious. Like you can't go that far when you're, when you're going for the joke. And right. And you know what, though? The same people who do that somehow, I think, wore T-shirts back in the 80s that said, this blood's for you with, oh. with a Budweiser logo. Yes. I'm just oh. saying that, that those things were, were equally, could be equally sacrilegious yeah. in the sense of you're using a beer company because I owned one of those shirts. I just have to own that for a minute. <laughs> I did own one of those, but I got the joke, right? So I, yeah. I didn't mind. I didn't mind wearing it. Some other people, not so much. <laughs> Jesus did not fart, and especially he did not fart, and especially it did not smell like apple muffins. Yes. 
which is a joke in the book, by the way. Those are where that comes from. Which that's, is a that's joke one in of the book. memes in the book, which is which I yeah. find hilarious. Yeah. But some people say, ah, I don't think Jesus did any of that. There's a there's a quote that's attributed to Irma Bombeck, and I haven't been able to find an actual source for it, but I've always been told it was her, where someone told her Jesus did not laugh because it did not say so in the scriptures. And her response was, well, it, Jesus, it also says, it doesn't say that Jesus peed his pants, but if he was two years old at one time, we can assume that happened. Yeah. So uh, would they absolutely not. A perfect, perfect absolutely. person would not do that. Jesus had B.O. Jesus had dirt between his, his toes because he was walking around. Jesus, you know, needed a shave or, or needed to come with her. Jesus got dirty. Jesus was both God and man. And you can't say that Jesus, that dirt did not cling to Jesus like some sort of Teflon. Exactly. 100% man and 100% God. Um, mm. and regardless of what, what people say, I think, and I think what people think is like, well, let's, do we have to talk about it? I mean, do we have to bring it up? Well, I think you do in some sense. I would think that, you know, if you're going to make the 100% man, 100% God case, that yes. 100% man is 100% man. And, and, and you need to do that for, for students, for children, for teenagers to say, look, you can, you can be friends with this guy. You know, this is not, uh, uh, I have a friend named Charlotte who used to run a preschool and she had a stuffed toy plush Jesus doll that she let the kids play with. And she took a lot of heat from some parents who said Jesus should not be a toy that the kids play with. And she said, would you rather have a Jesus the children can hug and hold and tell their secrets to, or the one who sits on the high shelf and looks down on them and is breakable? Which Jesus do you want your kid to know? And, I, and I've always been the same thing. It's like putting Jesus way up on the shelf is not going to make it more connectable to teenagers. He needs to be down here breaking wind and telling jokes with the rest of us. Ex- uh, right. I, and right. Exactly. What kind of, and I think that's such a great point, Steve, is what kind of Jesus do you want? Do you want the high and lifted up? I mean, he is high. Let's not mistake it. He is high and lifted up, but he is not so far high and lifted up because the Bible says that he, what, that he was, tempted in every way, just we are. He is a high priest who understands the frailties of man. Uh, that's what makes him a good high priest. That's why mm-hmm. he understands these things. Back to talking about sacros, to this people, I mean, I, people still talk about kids wearing their hats in church. That's, you know, to some. Yeah. Really? Word. That's what you're going to get upset about? They're here. <laughs> the no, kids okay. are here, and you're going to get upset about what they're wearing. That's absolutely, no. and people are concerned about that, don't, don't you know? I mean, that's the, that's the biggest deal you have. That's <laughs> something to complain about. As, as I'm reading through the book, uh, I, and I'm feeling a little bit bad for a guy named Larry. Yes. Larry is, is in this book a few times, and he seems to be – what is his problem, and why are we – why is Larry the uh, – <laughs> well, I, I needed I – needed, I needed like a, a foible – type of character just that would recur over and over again and to use the name. And I was trying to come up with the most unbiblical name that I could, you know? And so Larry seemed to fit. I, I first thought of Craig, maybe, you know, I don't, there's no Craig's in the Bible. No, not that I know. But, uh, I found out there was a singer who, there was a singer who wrote a song called Craig Christ, who was Jesus' brother. And so I thought, 
No, I'm not going to use Craig anymore. And so Larry, Larry just fit. Like, Darn it, Larry! Every time somebody breaks wind, you know, I was he's the kid in the back of the youth bus who's making making rude noises. Exactly, because I was thinking maybe you did base Larry on somebody like a student you knew, like like he would be the perfect one. <laughs> My students are all, you know, they're all in the book somewhere. <laughs> they all show up. But Larry just seems to be the generic name I can give to all of them. I, I, I'll tell you my story. Yeah. And you can tell me if you have a good fart story. Um, okay. Preaching at a camp. Uh, and the camp uh, I was preaching at had um, these plastic curved chairs, which is perfect. <laughs> Yes, I can see it it's coming. Aerodynamically over. perfect for this. <laughs> this poor middle school student on the front row, and I—I I was saying something serious, I'm sure. And suddenly, out of nowhere, it reverberated out of this curved plastic <laughs> chair, and it echoes throughout the chapel at the camp. And suddenly, you could start to hear little giggles throughout <laughs> throughout the throughout the chapel. And I'm like, no, 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 it's, it, everything is fine. I said, everything is okay. <laughs> These are absolutely permissible. And then I quickly tried to move on to, uh, to just dissuade any, to anybody, because nobody really knew who did it except the person sitting next to him. So I just tried to say, look, we're going to take all attention away from that. <laughs> we'll put it back on me. But it was an epic, epic <laughs> Of, of biblical proportions. Yeah. It was there. It happened. And it was, it was, uh, it was, it was the 11th plague coming down oh, from on it high. It was. I'm thankful that it didn't smell, though. I'm thankful that it was just yeah. noise and no, and no actual green gas of, of trouble there. Uh, but uh, do you the have better, the better ones are the better ones are when you when you can be sitting next to a student or a student and you're in church on Sunday morning and it's one of those beautiful Holy Spirit silent but deadly it's the passing of the Holy Spirit as it moves silently across and and you know somebody did it and he's looking at you and you're looking at him and it's like you did that no you did that. And, just, and you can see the people start to vibrate because it's wafting forward now over the congregation and no one's gonna laugh but they're all saying and you can just feel the whole sanctuary start to vibrate it Those are the beautiful ones. Yes, it depends which way the air conditioning is flowing. Yeah. <laughs> but do you have a, 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 I don't know what to call it, a fart moment? Whether it's yourself or somebody in the, in the room with you that uh, what became an epic uh, uh, tale of, of woe, maybe. I, I, I was sitting with a, a friend. It was a, we had been, he and I had been invited to a very serious workshop uh you know was salvation and sanctification and he and i were, were sitting there and one of us i won't claim it one one of us let go one of those holy spirit silent ones and it just started with a giggle and you're trying so hard not to giggle. And I'm not looking at him because I know I'll lose it if I look at him and he's not looking back at me, but we're both vibrating so much that people are turning around and looking at, why is, why is the table vibrating? And, and But it went on for a good five minutes. We could not stop and you couldn't, and you were trying not to 
people in the middle of this very serious talk about salvation and sanctification, and it's no, no, I'm trying. You know, it was it was horrible. It was an unsanctified moment. Yes, an unsanctified. Uh, but uh, so I, I thought we'd uh, before we get into our, our closing uh, remarks there, I would think that this would be appropriate or inappropriate, however you choose. Okay. If you're listening, you may find this entire episode inappropriate, and for that. Uh, I thank you um, that uh, that uh, you joined us anyway, uh, just to kind of understand the context of that. We have to laugh. We have to because the teenagers we work with, like Steve said, are oftentimes <laughs> inappropriate. Uh, You're allowed to laugh. You have permission. God is the author of joy. You know, let let it go. La- you know, yeah, but <laughs> laugh. Let it wasn't what I meant, but it, it fits real good. That you've just named the episode, Steve. We're going to call this one <laughs> "Laugh and Let It Go," or "Let, let it, it Go." Let it go and laugh. I like that one even. There you go. Let it go and laugh. So I thought maybe I would play because you name, by the way, some farts in this book. Yes, there are some that need classifications. Yes, there is the right. There's number sixty-one, the Egyptian wind. The Egyptian, yes, and that's a fwish. Yes. <laughs> why, why did we come up with Egyptian yeah. wind, by the way? Was that just uh, uh, based on the sound alone or? Based on the sound alone. And it seemed to fit with, you know, in the context of the image, you know, or the horn of Jericho was, yes. a, was, a, was a favorite. The, the string of pearls. That's that's one of those ones from <laughs> that old ladies in the church, you know, when they when they walk across, it's like. Yes. You know, yes. Yes. It's the spring uh, of pearls. The stale wind. The stale wind. <laughs> Those are good ones. Those are good. But I'm going to play for you. I'm going to play for you a fart sound. Oh and then you tell me, hopefully uh, you can hear it in the podcast here, but you tell me if you okay. hear it and you say, okay, I can turn up the volume there and say, okay, I'm going to play a fart. And then you tell me what might you name this? Okay. Ah, ah that would, the, we would call that the belching clown. The belching clown. The belching clown. Just and go with that. Like a horn, like a like a nose. Uh, yeah, like a. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's try another one. Okay. Ooh, uh, the stainer. Oh, the stainer. Oh, that, that's the stain. That's when you fart just a little too much. Yeah. You're not sure if that was, that was really <laughs> gas or that was uh, subjective, yes. maybe. You may have overtrusted that particular fart. <laughs> that's right. Once you let it go, though, that's it. It's, it's over. You can't late. take it back. You cannot take it back. All right, let's try one more here and see what you think. Oh, the freep. Yeah. Any, any, any of those little ones that just like when you take a step or you stand up too quick or whatever, yes. to, that, those, that's a freep. Yeah. That's a freep. Okay. A freep. Well, be careful. Yes. Let's try, let's try another one. The sh- oh. Wow, that one sounds like you stepped in something. Uh, uh, we'll call that the, the, the step and squeak. The step and squeak. Okay. The step and squeak, yes. These are important. And I want to encourage all of those listening that you should name your kids' farts. I, I just want to think oh, yes. it's important that if you have a student – um, you know, if it's not embarrassing to them, uh, you know, privately, one-on-one, maybe not in a crowd, uh, but just say, look, that was that, was that, you know, maybe at camp, that's the best way maybe to do it. It's like, was that a Steve 
Was that a uh, <laughs> was that a, a Steve? Was that a John? And if you're a young lady, by the way, you're not getting a pass because oh, we no. know that you have gas too. Yes, and but you but with, but with girls, you have to pretend like it didn't happen. It's it's the it's the it's the girls don't fart fart where they can literally knock a bird out of the air, but you have to pretend it never happened. That is right, and and you know we and, you know. Like girls don't sweat either, right? They glisten. They glow or glisten. They glow or glisten. So, yes. so what is it called then? If girls do it and they don't own that, they don't call it that though. Uh, in if you're married, we call it fluffing the sheets. Nice or, or launching an air biscuit. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I agree. That is also a go. I like the launching the air biscuit too. So with all this uh, chit chat here about this book, which I, by the way, once again, is a just I laughed on every page uh, because the story goes along. I mean, you're I mean, you're it's in context. Almost for all of them, uh, yeah. as far as what, what we're talking about here, it's a crime. Story. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a question. What was this book for? Who, who should buy this book? I mean, obviously, uh, uh, by my full. Full disclosure, Steve gave me my book, but I'm going to buy the next one for sure and the other three. Uh, but but who who is gonna who should buy this book? Mostly I, I wrote it with youth pastors in mind and and you know junior high boys and most grown men who have similar sense of humor as to to junior high boys, that that eternal 13-year-old that lives in all of us that is essential for most youth pastors. That's that's who the book is for. Uh, and, and for people just to lighten up, you know, it's okay if, if you laugh, you know, have it, enjoy a chuckle. Jesus did not come so that we could be morose, you know? <laughs> How much trouble will a youth pastor get in if he leaves it laying around the youth room? On a scale of one on your, to ten, because that may be the measurement here. Uh, scale of one to ten, if you leave it in the youth room and either the maintenance person finds it or... Some reason the senior pastor walks down there to check out your room for some reason. There it is. Well, I, well, I was a church janitor for about five years when I was in college, so I I would have thought it was hilarious as as well as you know those who worked with me. Uh, I have had, I've had senior pastors who would quietly pick it up and take it away, and other ones who would laugh out loud with me. So it might be a denominational thing. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure if if you know the Baptists could would find it funnier than the well Baptists would find it funny if they were by themselves. If they were standing with somebody else, then it would be inappropriate. Then it would be that's exactly right. And I think this would you could classify this as a bathroom reader. Ooh. Yes, yes. yes. You could keep yeah, this go. in there. Because we know <laughs> on a little chain next to the you know next to the next to the papers. You could just have something to read. Exactly. You want to be sit there and go, well, hey, maybe I wonder what that one was. Maybe that was the Horn of Jericho. Maybe that was, we, you know, we could find out. There's things they could do. Uh, but see, uh, thank you so much for, by the way, being on, on the podcast today. And, oh, yes. and what are some ways that people can connect with Steve Case and possibly get some more inappropriate humor? Okay. Uh, Steve Case speaks all one word dot net 
stevekspeaks.net. You can, there's a list of all of the books I've written, including the curriculum, which is serious stuff. I've, I've, I actually have written some serious books. Uh, and that also has links to the, some of the talks that I do. If, if you want me to come out and do a conference or a workshop, happy to do that. Uh, or if uh, there is a author page uh, on Amazon that will also take you to where you need to be or the email, which is steve.case.speaks at gmail. Happy to answer all questions or, or send signed copies or arrange big group things, whatever you need to do. Well, uh, and I'm going to put all that information in the show notes. So if you want to connect with Steve or if you want to go to the Amazon page, I'll put all that information there. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for serving students for 30 years and giving oh, youth pastors uh, all over the place, especially ones that are listening, a reason to laugh when sometimes youth ministry uh, is not as funny as it should be. Uh, sometimes it can be uh, um, stressful. And uh, if nothing else, that a youth pastor could pick this up or all the books and just leave them in their house. And when they, when they feel like they're a little too stressed out, uh, they can pick this book up and have a good chuckle and a good, uh, a good bit of fun for themselves. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. I'm a big fan. Well, youth workers, if you were having a hard day, I hope that in listening to this episode, uh, it made your day a little bit better. You laughed a little bit, and uh, you let that joy of laughter uh, work through you like a medicine. Once again, if you are uh, wanting the book, Great Moments in Biblical Flagellants, there'll be a link in the description. And don't forget to pick up the My Youth Ministry Playbook for 2020 if you want to get organized and dispel all those perceptions that your congregation may have about you. Uh, You'll have a playbook in hand and they'll know that you have a plan for 2020. So that's it, guys. Appreciate you guys hanging out for another episode of the podcast and we'll catch you guys in the next one.